Welcome to the Rock Christian Church Podcast. Today's message is Symphony in the Stars by Pastor Sean Wood. Hopefully you've met me in Matthew chapter 2. I love the, I love the tale of the, of the wise men. We're going to unpack a little bit of that again today, but uh, I'm not very musical, uh, which is probably good for most people here. It's a blessing that I don't try to be, I think, for most people here. But uh, with music, we, we enjoy music, we listen to music, but we probably don't appreciate everything that goes into a piece of music. We may not appreciate that somebody has taken the time and the effort to assemble some notes and chords and uh, all those sorts of things to make a piece of music. And uh, I don't think we appreciate all that God does behind the scenes. It's like God is forever creating symphonies in our lives where he's forever weaving notes and chords in our lives to produce music. And some of it is just absolutely beautiful. Who knows that there's, uh, in every bit of music, there's ups and there's downs, but they would be the same for our lives. And I want to have a look at one of the symphonies that God has put together in the symphony in the stars with the wise men. If you've got your Bibles open to Matthew chapter 2, we'll begin at verse 1. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king. And please note that we pick this account up after Jesus was born. If, if you're singing carols that say three wise men, if, if your nativity scene puts three wise men at the manger, please remove them. They weren't there. They, they weren't there when Jesus was born. They weren't in the stable. They weren't in the manger when Jesus was there. Christmas carols are great, but some of them are unscriptural. What I love about the story of the wise men is as we pick it up, it was after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. What an insignificant place Bethlehem is. If you had a look at the map of Israel, if you had a look at every other place, why wasn't Jesus born in Jerusalem? Why wasn't, he, why wasn't there room for Mary in the temple? This is the king of the Jews. This is, this is the saviour of the world. But it's just like God to do something enormously significant in a place that we would consider to be insignificant. It's just like God. Galatians 4 tells us that when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born not by the will of man, but by the will of God. When the time had fully come and when we look at uh, everything that's transpired to this point right now, we we see a beginning with a prideful Roman emperor, Augustus. Augustus decrees that there would be a census throughout all the world, which is interesting. Who knows that when, when Caesar said all the world, he didn't mean the whole globe. He meant the known world to them. We didn't have people from China coming for the census under the Roman Empire but through all the world. But little did he know that by uh, decreeing a census, that would put Joseph and Mary afoot to be in the right place at the right time. You see, Micah, some 700 years beforehand, the Roman emperor has no idea of any of this. But God's been weaving threads from 700 years beforehand. And Micah said that the saviour would be born in Bethlehem. And I bet you there's an innkeeper right now that's kicking himself, thinking, I wish I had made more room for Jesus when I had the chance. And my encouragement in Christmas time is, don't ever get to the point where you kick yourself. Make some room for Jesus while you have the opportunity. 
So we pick this up in an insignificant place. In a time when Herod was king, he was a guy that was a tyrannous ruler. He ends up knocking off half his family just to make sure. He's like the Kim Jong-un of North Korea. We'll wipe out the family so nobody can take my place. A guy that's so paranoid that he will order every baby under two years of age be killed to try and eradicate this king, to try and find this king. If we were to choose a time, we would have chosen perhaps a better time. We're waiting for that perfect time. When everything's okay, when everything's perfect, God's perfect time is not our perfect time. So we find that after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east. These wise men, I know all the pictures point to three wise men coming, but these guys wouldn't have travelled in anything less than an enormous entourage. We see in the account that when they come into Jerusalem, Herod gets nervous and whole of Jerusalem with him. Why? Because there's a huge bunch of guys that have come from a place that these most people in Jerusalem have never even heard of. But who are these wise men? Where did they come from? We're going to unpack a bit of that. But, but wise men were magi. Uh, the, the Greek word is magi, and they weren't actually kings, and they were not likely to be princes either. Magi were astronomers. They studied the stars. And we're going to begin to unpack the story of Christmas where God will meet you right where you're at. It's just like God to hang a star for astronomers to draw them to Jesus. But these wise men were magi. These wise men are from a place that we would call Persia or Babylon. It's so far away that it actually takes these guys at least eight months and more likely 18 months before they actually meet Jesus. They see the star when he is born, and we're going to have a look at this star in a moment, but they see the star when he is born and they begin their journey. Something so significant has transpired in the lives of these guys. We're going to unpack what that could have been as we work our way forward. That these guys would pack up everything and go on to a, into a journey in a place they had never been before. These wise men, magi, they came to Jerusalem. And it's interesting that uh, when they come to Jerusalem, why didn't they go to Bethlehem? I want to ask these questions before we unpack some of the answers. Why did the Magi not go directly to Bethlehem? Why did they not just simply go to the stable? We actually find that they come to Herod. Here's the bigger question. Why did they even go to Jerusalem? How did they know to go to Jerusalem? Let's have a look as we move forward. These wise men come to Jerusalem and they ask of Herod, we will see, where is the one to be born king? And they say, for we saw his star. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? How did they know that? That's a great question. For we saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. For we saw his star. You know, many people, uh, they look at historical accounts of the Bible and 
Some people look at the Israelites crossing the Red Sea and they can see that there's uh, historical evidence that that's exactly what happened. And so now we have to kind of explain that naturally. So as one guy has proposed that, you know, at a certain time when the tide's out and through a severe drought, there is a possibility that at one point in the Red Sea, uh, you know what, there was no miracle here. They could have passed through the Red Sea perhaps at knee-height water. <laughs> but they've missed the fact that God drowned the entire Egyptian army in a foot of water. We still have an amazing miracle. And when we come to the star that the wise men have seen, wise men that study the stars, God hangs a different star just for them. And and some people say, well, you know, it was Jupiter lining up with Saturn, or maybe it was a comet, or maybe it was a supernova. You know what? It doesn't really matter what the star is or what it was. What matters is who put it there. And the story of Christmas is God drawing not just the Jews, but every man, woman and child to this baby Jesus. And here we have guys that are probably, well, we know they're at least 12 months, travels distance. I mean, camels are slow, but 12 months walking, these guys must have been fit. But the story of the Magi is guys that are so far away from Jesus you would think that if there was a people group that, that, were, that were never going to hear about Jesus, what we actually have is a band of guys from Persia travelling to meet this one born king and Jesus is right under the nose of all the religious people of the day and they don't know anything. But these guys have set aside their entire life to come and meet the one born king because God hung a star for them. Each and every one of our testimonies sounds like there are events in our lives where God hung stars for us. Sometimes it's through some of the most adverse circumstances, but the story of Christmas is God will do whatever he needs to do and he will meet you right where you're at to draw you to Jesus. Nobody is out of the reach of God, not even astronomers. For we saw his star, but the question is, how did they know? And this is how we begin to see some of the notes that God puts together. When God's creating symphonies, we can start to see some of the notes, but there are two possibilities. None are really outlined in scripture. First one is, sometime before Christ, there was a prophet named Zoroaster, who was a prophet of the Magi, or in Babylon. And he pipes up sometime and says that he claims that there will be one that will come, that will be born in a distant land, and that he would do away with the contention between good and evil, and that good would triumph. That's the prophecy. So maybe these guys have heard that prophecy. I don't know. But here's one thing I do know. Some, probably six, seven hundred years before Christ, there was a man in Babylon. This man would rise to be one of the most prominent and revered Jewish men in the East. His name is Daniel. Daniel comes to Babylon when Jerusalem is sacked. And he he is there for Nebuchadnezzar. He is there for Belshazzar. He's there for Darius. And he's there for Cyrus, the fourth king. And everybody knows about Daniel. Everybody knows about the one that can interpret dreams. In fact, Daniel in the East is referred to one of the wise men. They would have known his prophecies. They would have known his writings. They would have known Daniel 9, which prophesies of one that was to come, even giving time frames. 
70, 69 weeks, 70 weeks, so forth. You see, when God hung a star for the Magi, it wasn't a guiding star that, that brought them to an exact location. It was a star that alerted them to timing. Now is the time. And see how God places a man, Daniel, in the Far East. But the whole time, God is creating a symphony where I'm going to put my son on the earth and he will draw all the nations to himself. What I love about pastoring is I get to listen to God's symphony times about 120 every Sunday. It's the greatest privilege of the universe to listen to how God is putting all the notes together and to walk with people as he is writing their symphonies in each and every one of their hearts. And we're all different people. We come from different backgrounds. I'm not Jewish, but yet Jesus accepted me. He even let, Michael Terranova's not here, but he even lets the Italians in. (laughs) But what is it all about? I think the Magi sum it up at the end. I want to read the whole passage again. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. The message of Christmas is that God is drawing symphonies, he's creating symphonies, he's weaving the threads of our hearts and our lives, but he is drawing people by any means he has to, that they will come and worship Jesus. You see, we think we're in control of our own destiny. We think that we map and plot our own lives. We think that it's all up to us and and God's playing catch up. Friends, it's the other way around and he has asked all of us to simply surrender to the music that he's writing. For many of us, it looks like a journey just like these men have undertaken. Everything is culminating that all the nations of the world will worship this baby. The prophets announced one that would come, a Messiah that would come. The prophets announced where he would be born and what his life would look like and even further what his death would entail. But nobody expected a baby. Nobody expected God to put a baby in a stable, in a manger that would actually be the king of the world and the king of the universe. Friends, this Christmas, God is still orchestrating symphonies. God still hangs stars for each and every one of us. And the question I ask for every person here this Christmas before we go through all of our celebrations and fellowship is, what is your response to the one that was born king? Herod's response was, I want to get rid of him. Herod's response was, I don't want anything to do with him. All the religious people of that day were, we don't want him. This is not the Messiah that we want. We see in the triumphal entry that Jesus comes riding in on a donkey and uh, we call it Palm Sunday. They're laying down palms. Hosanna to, to the one king, you know, to the one king of David. And just five days later, the same people that were crying his praises are shouting crucify him because he's not the king that they wanted. But he is the king that each and every one of us need. 
Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are still writing symphonies in each and every one of our lives. Jesus, the call is and the response for us this Christmas is to worship the one born to be king. Jesus, you are king. Jesus, you are the supreme ruler. I pray that you would still hang stars and that people would travel whatever distance they need to to worship the one born king. In your wonderful name, we praise you this morning and we celebrate you. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Rock Christian Church podcast. To be notified when the next episode is available, subscribe on our website at therock.org.au. You can also connect with us on Facebook at The Rock Christian Church. We hope you have been blessed today and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.